a singing uh, regimen in that one. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, you know, lots to sing about this week. we got a lot going on. My Niners go up against the Dirty Birds tomorrow. Well, two days from now as we record this on a Friday afternoon with the sun shining. Uh, I'm, I am I have no comment. I just hope that for once I can see some red in the Super Bowl and it's actually red paired with gold, but uh, wishes and dreams and, and number two on the other hand, we'll see which one fills up first, right? So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, we've yeah, got something good things going happening. on. In- We've got something going on this weekend, and our guests today, I think, are going to be a big part of it. We've got something called the Damn to Damn Bar. It's a 10K, um, and it's after we post in the morning. So the guys who are listening now, I hope you're posting tomorrow morning for this workout. So we'll have your standard boot camp workout in the morning, and then we run a 10K that ends. It starts at the dam in Fort Mill, South Carolina, ends at a damn bar about about six miles I see what away you did there yeah and it's a fundraiser for some awesome uh charitable causes and here's the cool thing about this race that i really enjoy the 50 dollars charge that you know normally a portion of that goes towards paying for uh the you know the finish line or or the company who puts it on 100 percent of the of the the 50 dollar charge goes to the charitable causes because the sponsors paid for the shirts, for the medal, for the finishing touches, um, which that's kind of the model that I think we should be looking at rather than paying half of the fee towards the host. Um, instead, this is 100% of it is going into into the charitable cause. So excited about that one. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, lots going on. Uh, News of the Nation came out last week. That was a great read, as always. Uh, T-Collapse to you for your effort there. Shout out to the guys who contribute. Take time out of their day to send IJ content, uh, because that's what that's what we like to see. It's what's going on across the nation. Uh, Italian job could talk about the fort all day long, but at the end of the day, the newsletter is news of the nation, not news of Southern Charlotte, we'll call it, or North, (laughs) Northern South Carolina. How's that? That's, that's right. That's right. But that being said, we do have two super high impact men, guys that I look up to, uh, from the fort today. And we're talking about whetstone relationships. Um, and for a lot of us out there, we've heard the term, uh, maybe we participate in whetstone conversations with a stone and a blade. Um, but before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of today's conversation, why don't we meet the guys we have online? We'll start with Double D and Double D. Tell us about yourself, how long you've been a part of F3, how'd you get the name Double D, and, uh, and then we'll move on and, and talk to our next guy. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Glad to be with you today. And uh, there's never enough time to talk about the Fort Tommy boy. So uh, that's right. That's just my point of view. So point um, taken. Any in, <laughs> in any event, um, gr- glad to be here today. Um, so Dan Janik, fifty six double D, been uh, doing this thing since spring of twenty twelve. Um, first heard about it from OBT on the. Um, the Saturday after one one eleven, actually, he and I happened to run a marathon together, and uh, we knew each other. And he talked about it for that whole weekend um, about what had happened the very first day of uh, of what became F three. Um, and about a year plus later, he reached out saying, "Hey, this is kind of finding its way in the burbs. Would you consider, um, you know, finding a way to bring this to South Carolina?" So I had the, the good fortune of being here from day one. Um, uh, posted originally in Metro and got my name from Dread, Double D. Uh, sounds exotic and exciting. Um, my wife wasn't thrilled when I came home with the name Double D, and she really isn't doesn't like being referred to as Mrs. Double D. Um, <laughs> but uh, in any event, it's pretty boring. It's Dan from Dallas, so uh, that's how it landed on Double D. So great to be with you guys today. So 
Approved, approved. I like it. Uh, Long Duck, same thing, my friend. Uh, give us a little bit of your name, Arama, and how you wound up with the name. Sure, I'd love to. Thanks, guys. So, uh, Joe Lyon, 60, Long Duck. And uh, so, Long Duck, I'm not real sure how I got Long Duck either. That was crazy. So, I'm out there telling them a little bit. So, first off, it goes sideways right out of the gate in the circle. So, I'm standing in the circle thinking I'm supposed to say, um, what number in the circle I am instead of my age. And I said I was 16. And they said, you don't look 16. And then out of nowhere, Dark Helmet throws in 16 candles. And before I could even tell them anything about myself, I was the upside down Asian kid, Long Duck Dong. And they said, well, shorten that to Long Duck. I said, guys, I have lots to tell you about myself. And they said, we've heard enough. <laughs> Long Duck it is. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, I don't even know. I'm always amazed sometimes of where it comes from and how fast it gets there. And uh, that train was moving and I couldn't stop it. And, yes, I like it. my wife, Carrie, does not like to be fer- referred to as is Mrs. LD or Long Duck? <laughs> so, Tell me, yeah, boys. we're really we're really good about uh, you know upsetting the the apple cart when it comes to our M's, aren't we? I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Well, so listen, a quick advice. nod to to uh, the website and the whetstone real quick on stuffwe'retrying.com. There are currently two versions of the eight block. And I'll tell you this story so that we can dive into our conversations. When I first started the eight block several years back. At the time, and still is in that first iteration, uh, we focused on ALR, Ask, Listen, Remember. And not really knowing when I was doing the first go-round, I wound up making a list of guys and qualities within those men that I appreciated and spent the latter half of that year inviting them to coffee or lunch, sitting down with them, and just kind of interviewing them. Uh, Really following the ALR protocol, uh, listening twice as much as I'm talking, and certainly asking opening new questions to in order to shut up and listen. And that netted me some really great deeper friendships with the men I was working out with. But what it really did even more so was expose me to this concept of the whetstone, of sitting down with another guy that you trust and understanding, A, how are you so good at blank? You know, it was leadership. It was being a, an excellent husband, it was saving money. You know, we could we could go on all day about the topics that we want to dive into, but I walked away with some some great soft and hard skills, uh, some deeper friendships, and that transitioned me into this idea of being uh, a blade to someone else's stone. And so, when you guys uh, had posted on Slack, certainly perked my ears up, Italian Jobs' ears up, so that we could get you on the podcast to talk about. Uh, and flesh out this idea of of a whetstone, a vertical relationship between two men. Uh, so let's do this just to open the conversation. And this is open to either of you to take away. Where is your heart in in this idea of a whetstone blame relationship? Why are you leaning into this conversation? Hmm. Long duck, you want to chime yeah, in there, buddy? Yeah, I was gonna say I got some thoughts on this for sure. So. Um, I'll tell you, I, from what I've learned in, and I said a little earlier as we started guys is that, you know, I've had some experience and mentoring other guys in, in other fellowships and Alcoholics Anonymous to be uh, pretty candid. And I'm, I'm out there of that because it literally has changed my life in a huge way. And, and I just said the impact it has, I think it's a huge advantage for a man to, to have a relationship with another man and to be vulnerable and to talk to him. We don't normally do that on a regular basis. 
Um, men don't like to talk about feelings or anything else. I mean, we really don't even like to talk about our business in any way, shape or form. And, um, and I think it's pretty important to get to know someone in a, in a different way than you would your, I mean, your, your just your social friends. And I think that's what a whetstone really can be and should be somebody you can kind of be candid with about where your struggles are and what's, what's hard about life or, or where, what bothers you and, or what, what you would like to do or to, that can make you better. Um, you know, and, um, and I think that's a good start, but you know, what I said earlier, what I know for a fact is that I went into mentoring people thinking I was going to help someone else. And that really, I think that's our purpose in life. But what I found out is that me doing that helped me more than I ever, ever thought would happen. So I think we're, we're not, we're on the right track. And I'm, I love that F3 because we even say in AA, we feel sorry for the rest of the world that doesn't have a program where there is a relationship like that with another man where you can get vulnerable you can grow, you can become better. And, um, and that's one, I say F3 is the second best thing that ever happened to me. No question about it. Um, because of the fellowship and, and so many wonderful guys and, um, and so many things I can learn from other people. And I, I liked what you said, Tommy boy, I think that's exactly what we should do. That's exactly how you should look for someone is someone that has something you want, something that you admire and um and you get to know that man that's what you try to do and um and from there great things happen i'll assure you we change our behavior by helping someone else is what happens and um i just think there's so much upside to this thing i think uh I was honored when Double D called me, and I think uh, Esso that invited me to F3 knew some of my background on mentorship, so I think that's kind of how I got here, um, but I'm I'm honored to be part of it at all, and I think I can give some guys some some guidance on where you start and how you start a conversation with a whetstone when you're a blade um, and how you pick them, and, and that's kind of what I outlined to Double D when we started, um, so that's kind of my start. <laughs> Hey, yeah, double Tommy D. Boy. Yeah, Tommy boy, just my to answer your question there from my side. I mean, I think uh and and Long Duck and I've talked about that here, you know, just in the in the last week or two as we've been thinking about this conversation. You know, for me, I think I I've always had men that I looked up to and I have men that that helped influence me in my life, but I've never been part of sort of a formal program. I wasn't in a program like an alcohol anonymous. Ultimately, I wish I had been in some programs or some things that forced me that way might've saved me some, some time and money and in counseling and things like that, frankly. But, um, but I, as I shared with long duck, I think part of it for me was I, I saw the need for that as a younger man. And as I, you know, once I started realizing that I didn't have all my stuff figured out um, I kind of mm -hmm. would, learn from other men but in informal ways and I think I was just frankly too prideful or not willing to be vulnerable enough to kind of really put myself out there and admit that hey hey Alan or Steve or whoever hey I really admire you and I really am growing from you and I'd really appreciate the opportunity to have a you know a more formal connection so um, so that's what's real and, and I know some clear things in fact you know men I've known who have felt that way who have since died. And I never really took that, that step, you know, and I knew that was a missed opportunity as I look back on it. So the fact that we have this program in F3 is really unique and really special. And I'm a huge advocate for it um, from both the blade and the stone perspective. And uh, I get it. We got a lot of things in F3 that a lot of guys can take advantage of. And, and uh, F3 is not the center of concentrica. So I get it that a lot of people may not be able to, 
you know, have it yet fit it in. But to, to Long Duck's point, I think it's great that we have this as a resource and I do anything to kind of demystify it and help guys bring some context to it and help guys sort of step into it. Because I think no matter where you are on either side of the relationship, as, as Long Duck says, it's going to be huge personal growth. So, yeah. Hey, Tom, Tommy boy, I know that you do a lot of woodworking, which means you're going to be using a lot of sharp tools. Can you tell the guys who've never heard of what a stone, whetstone is? Like, what is the actual use of a whetstone what does it do for a blade yeah it makes it sharp right it sharpens it you know the quote that we throw around is uh, iron sharpens iron well the other half of that quote is a verse uh don't ask me the verse that's your job italian job but uh it is so so another man so so one man sharpens another uh the idea of the whetstone is, is it's uh, if you think about sandpaper and you're taking down rough edges of wood this stone is designed uh, when when you're chiseling, for example, if you're turning a piece on a lathe, you need super, super sharp tools. The sharper the tool, the better you are. Any kitchen chef will tell you the exact same thing. The worst way to get cut is by using a dull knife. So you take this wet stone, uh, W-H-E-T stone, and you get it wet, W-E-T, and that friction between the right angle of the blade and the uh, the friction of that whetstone is what takes a, a sharp or a damaged or a forgotten, neglected blade down to a fine uh, piece of uh, of equipment, a tool, if you will. Um, which actually leads me into a, a, the next question. But you spark something else in me, uh, which is the word tool. Tools versus what we have a lot of today is our devices, our phones. Our devices require zero effort. Uh, a child, an infant, can literally crack open an iPad and start using it by poking the shiny things. Uh, we like to pretend that we're we're different than that child, but let's be honest, uh, the, the dopamine hit we get from seeing our name on a Facebook post uh, it, it, it is just as luring to a child poking the shiny box. So a tool requires, even a shovel requires a modicum of, of skill to use properly. Uh, and in order to show someone how to to use the shovel, right? To 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 take them to a, a a pond and teach them to fish requires some skill set, some soft skills, uh, and some experience. And so, Double D, you, you talked a lot about some maybe some missed opportunities in men that you wish you had had, had taken advantage of before losing them or before parting ways. Um, what I love about the program, the idea of Whetstone and F three, is for men that have felt that these life lessons have been inaccessible in the past or these skills are inaccessible. F3 has created a space where they are readily accessible. It just takes a man, uh, a blade, if you will, to walk up to a stone and ask for their advice, for their teachings, for, for their mentorship. Uh, that's my favorite part. Everybody else wants to capitalize on come to my TED talk, pay for this book, do this thing. But if, if you approach a man and say, I have seen you be successful in the way you lead others, I'd like to learn from you. Uh, I hear that you have struggled with alcohol addiction in the past and, and are X years sober. Uh, I see myself at the beginning of that journey and I need help. Can you help me? Uh, I love that accessibility factor in this space where through love guys are using uh, tough talk and, and some tough love to get results that another man is seeking. What are your thoughts on that? Again, open-ended questions here, fellas. Long done. Yeah, well, I think we um, we talked about a little bit yesterday, Double D. One of the things I think is a little harder in F3, you know, in AA, in alcoholism, 
real trouble is all upon you. <laughs> and, and it's almost life or death. You have to get somebody to mentor you. It's like not an option. And I think part of the problem in F3 is that it's, it's kind of, you know, we don't force it on anybody and it's, that's just hard. It's, it's elective. It's kind of um, how do we inspire guys to, to know the value in that. And I think by talking about it, I think by sharing our experience, sharing what we've learned, sharing how it's helped you is, is where you start. But, um, but I think that's the challenge to get a man to ask another man to help them is, is not an easy task. When your life's on the line, that's a little different. Um, when you've lost your family and you have nowhere to live or nowhere to go, that's a little different. You're, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you almost need somebody to kind of navigate you out of the depths. And, um, but in F3, you know, most of the guys are showing up at four thirty or five in the morning working out. They got it sorted together. I mean, I'll assure you that they might have some struggles and you're right. They might be on the verge of some sort of alcoholism or any kind of problem, but, um, we, the challenge is how do we get them to to ask ask that mentor to to help them? It's hard for a man to ask another man for help when they not real sure they need it. It really is, and we all need it. That I know that, and um, even when we don't think we do, we do. That conversation with another man to to talk about life or anything, just even if you go have coffee with them and you don't even have an agenda, when it's all said and done, you walk away learning something that you probably needed to hear. Almost always on one side, you have any other, usually both. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, so just quick follow up on that. Do you have any tried and true methods to maybe, maybe coax is the word prod prod is the word. I don't know, but to convince another man to ask for help that you've seen in your travels. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I tell guys. Um, I, I get guys all the time in AA tell me I can't get a sponsee sponsee is, you know, the mentor relationship. And, and I tell them, I said, I have some try and true tactics to 100% successful almost. And when I say that eight out of 10 times, and when you show immediately when someone comes in and they're pretty desperate and you show them some attention, you get their phone number and you call them and check on them. Nine out, we tell people to get phone numbers, but they never call you. You, and I tell them, you call them, you'll be the only guy checking on them. Mm-hmm. You call them three days in a row. You'll be the only guy that called them three days in a row. And you're showing some interest in their life and almost Every time they'll ask you to be their sponsor. It might not last, but we say in AA, that's how it works. So if you're helping someone else, they might not stay sober, but you do. But my point is, is I think we show interest in others. I think you know, the more that I reach out my hand and ask for a phone number and, and say, hey, let's go have coffee or, you know, just that little effort to show that I'm trying to be their friend, especially the new guy. Um, that That's impactful. I mean, because they, they might be showing up some guys I see showing up working out and they don't know anybody there. That's mm. I'm shocked by that. I mean, I showed up knowing a bunch of people because SO and some of his friends and I already knew them and that's helpful. But I think by showing other people, other men attention and, um, and some care and things like that um, have a big impact on people wanting to, and, and realize that fellowship that you're reaching out for, especially an older guy reaching out to a younger guy. Um, that's a start. It, yeah. it works great in AA and you can understand why they're pretty desperate in that situation and they need somebody and they know they need somebody. And if you're the only one showing them attention, it's almost, they have nobody else to ask, um, you know, and, and, and they know you're probably willing because you're showing some attention to them. So 
that's my my thoughts around that a little bit. I don't yeah. know how we go from there, but yeah, yeah. Thought. Let me jump on that, Long Duck, because I have a couple thoughts. So um, I think you're right. I think Whetstone's not the kind of thing I I feel that most packs are going to jump into. You know, within the very early steps on their F3 journey. Um, I think part of what we need to do is, as Long Duck said, we just need to be talking about it and and demystifying it a little bit. We did a workout this week that was whetstone oriented, and we really sort of talked about mentorship and tried to put it in the context of mentorship and and whether it's been formal or informal in our lives. You know, we talked had had the pack sort of talk about you know who's affected you as a man in your life or who have you affected as a man in your life. Um, who do you wish maybe you, you, you stepped into and you didn't? And so I think we've all had, by the time we're 30, 40, 50 years old, we've all had opportunities that, that we've already learned or we've already grown or we've influenced somebody else. So I think part of it is just talking about it and sort of demystifying it for guys to understand what, what is whetstone. And, and uh, we've already had some experience. I think the second thing, picking up on, on Long Duck's comment about guys when they're vulnerable, you know, in the right, in the best culture, when we're really sort of in the best spot in the fort, in my opinion, is when, when COTs are interactive and vulnerable. And, you know, sometimes we've all been at them and, you know, prayers, praises, comments, anything, and it's crickets and it's a quick, you know, word or pray out and everybody gets in the car and heads for coffee or home or whatever. Um, when, when you've got the culture and there's a, a, a vibe where guys are opening their heart and sharing what's going on, um, I think that promotes it. And I think as leaders, we need to be in a spot to kind of promote that vulnerability and COT. And, um, and then lastly, when, I, when packs are showing it, I think it's important for, for guys to, to show interest and show support. And that's what I found. A lot of times it's just being there and having the guy know that they're not alone in whatever their baggage is. And if it's just sitting, leaning up against the car for 10 minutes after a workout, um, if it's saying, hey, we should grab coffee, um, whatever it is, that's showing interest, I think. And especially at points when, when guys have opened up about vulnerability and, or maybe they haven't opened up, but you see the same guy at the workout, you know, every Tuesday, week after week after week, and you know his body language. Mm-hmm. And then when you read the body language is, hey, man, I'm hurting, but he's not talking, you know grab him, pull him aside, shoot him a text, send him a slack, grab coffee or whatever. I think it really is kind of leaning into that and being attuned to kind of the, the realities of what's going on around, around the circle. So it's two questions for you guys as a, uh, as a blade, how would I approach a stone? Like what, what are the, what are the things that if I know that I need a mentor and I, I, I value the relationships I have with, with a man who has been there before and I want to learn from that guy. How do I approach you? How do I approach a man and say, "Hey, I, I'm interested in learning more." Yeah, I, 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 personally, I think Long Duck said it best. I mean, when you see, when you find a man that that looks like someone who has something, I think just acknowledging that and saying, "Hey, man, I, I really notice, you know, how solid it seems your marriage is. You know, I'm having a struggle right now, man. I hear so much. You talk about your wife, your family, and." Or maybe I'm not having a struggle, but hey, I want that. You know, I, I feel like I can learn from you. Maybe I'm not struggling in my marriage, but I, you shine, man. You shine in this area. I want to learn more about it, you know? And sometimes it may not have to be necessarily that immediate step into to the whetstone, but just stepping into a conversation. Hey, I, there's something to learn here, you know? I, you got something here. I'd love to hear more about it. And I think, I think that's a way to just sort of open a conversation 
and and hey, you're giving a guy a compliment. Everybody loves to be here. Everybody loves to hear a little compliment, right? So, uh, yeah. and being willing to say, I need some help. And everybody, I think most guys in F3 want to help. We want to be here to help each other. So, th- those are the two pieces to me. Mong Duck. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I think you just walk up and ask them, and I I think you you be prepared to tell them why you're asking them. I mean, I think you know. I walked up and asked Double D, and and he he smiled and laughed, and he said. Uh, he said, well, I'm not sure if maybe you should be the whetstone and I should be the blade. I was like, we're worried about age. That's not that important. And I always tell people, too, uh, I might seem okay now, but I told my first 50 years of my childhood were great. So I've matured a lot in the last 10 years. Um, and they say that that happens with alcoholics for real. I mean, that's a real thing. And um, so I think I think you're still ahead of me um, maturity-wise, Double D. So I well, think it's going to be fine. Um, but I told him, I said, there's some things that I do admire about him. And that's what I wanted is some, you know, he's calm. He, he's a good leader. Obviously he's, um, he, he's thoughtful when he answers questions. I watch how, how he responds to people and how he doesn't maybe have an answer immediately, but he puts thought into it. And, um, and, and I like the way he treats people when they're new and goes out of their way. And, um, and I've seen that there's, there's a few guys in, in there, but I, I just, I just knew that there was something there, um, we had sat down and talked about a number of different things. I just, I just thought there's something there that I certainly could learn from him. And I think, you know, we'll help each other. There's no question. And I just walked up and asked him, I mean, I think that's, that's how it kind of works. And, um, but I think it's easier for me than it is for some, because I think a lot of guys struggle to do that. And I think we got to let them know it's not near as daunting as you think. And actually it's usually pretty flattering for the whetstone or, or a sponsor or anything else. It's a little bit, I mean, it makes you feel good. I mean, and then what you're going to find out later is going to help both sides, both sides, both guys will benefit. No question. Yeah. Amen. Just to follow up there briefly. I mean, I, I have had a number of blades over the years, but hadn't had a, a, a stone um, where I was the blade. And um, in the last several months, as, as I really wanted to turn some attention to the whole whetstone initiative within the Ford, I felt like I needed that. And I needed the kind of the formal participation and, and um, pretty, you know, Flounder jumped out to me. IJ, you'll know, you'll recognize Flounder as um, he's a, a man that's traveled the world, deep faith, um, retired in his seventies, you know, out three days a week working out with, with all of us idiots and, um, and brings a real spirit and joy to, uh, to our group, um, in a unique way that frankly, we don't have a lot of, and I just, I really see a lot of contentment in life in him at this stage of life. And as I think forward another 10, 20 years, I want to be living in a stage of contentment like that, you know? And, uh, so Ajay, did you have a second question? Or I, I did. I, I did. I had a, another question. And the question is, I know the value as a, as a blade, the value of the relationship with the stone, the things that I can learn from a man who's been there before, um, who's, who's telling me, hey, I see you're going down a path. I've been there. Let me give you a little bit of heads up of things to expect, one, and two, things to avoid. So I know the value from a blade's perspective. What's the value from a stone's perspective of, of pouring into a younger man, uh, sharing some, some knowledge that you've learned through the years. So what's that value from the other side? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, long duck. I'll let you take most of this, but I, you know, looking at dreads right up in Q source, we talked about Q source just for a moment ahead of this, you know, the interesting thing about Q source that, that one chapter and whetstone is it's, I think it might be the shortest chapter. Um, and it, it might be the least prescriptive chapter in the entire document as well. Um, 
but essentially, you know, what the, the last paragraph kind of captures it to me, you know, basically, you know, when we're talking the talk and you're in this kind of relationship, it, it just forces the stone to walk the walk a little truer um, in my personal experience. Um, you know, it's like, listen, you're being forced to listen to your own advice and then look yourself in the mirror and ask, hey, am I really following that advice? You know, yeah. that's what it's been for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I like that. Yeah, you stole a little of my thunder, but I, cause I agree. I mean, I've mentored a lot of guys and, and I have a lot of good advice, but I'm not always living it. I, I just am not. I mean, you know, I even tell guys, I'm, I can't tell you how many times a guy will come to me and, and their troubles are so big. And I ask them the simplest little thing. And I, I know not everybody is, it follows Christ, but I ask them, you know, in AA, I mean, if you're there very long, we don't care what you believe, but sooner or later we said, let, just let God prove to you. There's a God. But I ask them when our troubles are so big, the simplest thing, like, have you prayed about it at all? And, you know, I find myself going, I didn't do that either very well. You know, I mean, it's it's literally the easiest, best thing for a trouble that a man has. And we think of it last. <laughs> but when I'm telling a guy, it's almost the very first thing I think of is telling them, have you prayed on it at all? And mm -hmm. they look at me and I'm like, I should use it. So it's exactly what Double D said. I think what you find is you hold yourself to another level when you're talking with a man, you're trying to help a man. We know, so, and, and they know too sometimes the right thing and the wrong thing to do. And we're reassuring them they're going down the right path. It helps us all stay on the straight and narrow a little bit better. And, and every now and then, I, I always tell too, one of the things that I, I learned in this mentorship too, is sometimes when, when you were in a situation that troubles us, it's easier for another man to see a different perspective on that situation than it is for me in my own problem. Because I see things as I am, not as they are. <laughs> and another man will see them how they are, <laughs> how that situation is. Not because they don't have any, they're they don't have any skin in the game. It's not their problem. And they'll see it different. And sometimes I can't tell you how funny it is to me how I see something and a guy's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even I didn't realize that. And I'm like, and that was the simplest thing for me to point out because they can't see it when they're in it. And mm -hmm. so that's the real relationship. And um, and I've even had guys that, I mean, it can go both ways. I mean, when you're talking about trouble with another man, I mean, it, it doesn't matter which one's which. It's going to turn out to be a friendship and a, and a fellowship. But one guy might be older and have some more life experiences, but it's going to benefit both. No question. Amen. Hey, IJ, I got a, I got a question for you. You said you've been a blade, but, but not a stone. Is that right? That's correct. And same for you, Tommy boy, or no, that's you've correct. Been a stone. Okay. Yeah. So, and you guys are how old? I'll be 40 next month. And I'm Finally, 37. man, good grief. <laughs> it's, I know he's it's been only, 38 for six years. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah double, you, D, double, do me, double D knew me back in the, in, when I just posted when I was 30. So I'm, yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost a man. I'm almost 40. <laughs> he used to pick you up from school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Double D I'm, I'm 47. Okay. Yeah. So, so my, you know, I've had guy, I mean, there is, there is no, to Long Duck's point, there is no age in which uh, an adult man can't help somebody else in my point of view. And, and I know a number of guys in the fort who are blades um, and who, who would make incredible stones. And I've asked them, you know, Hey, do you have any blades? Oh no, I, you know, I, I couldn't do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worthy of that. I haven't, you know, graduated or I haven't got all my, 
my stuff together yet to be able to do that. And, and that's just, that's just head trash. That's just lies. And, um, and I, I can't tell you how many men I believe um, struggle myself as well, you know, with sort of sometimes identity, self-worth, you know, doubt. Um, and I can tell you there's, there's no better way to help improve that than to be on both sides of one of these relationships. Um, you know, I'll give what did credit about a year ago, he and I sat down and he's up in Metro Mantan there. Um, and he said, Hey, we've got, we've got, uh, shield lock relationships all over the place here in Metro. And he said, you know, my point of view is if, if you can help sharpen a man in your own stage of life and one of your peers, there's no reason you can't sharpen a man that's in a different spot on the journey somewhere a little bit behind you, whether it's a, in a nature, a life, a stage of life, age, whatever it is. And so uh, I would tell everybody who's been out in F3 and understands what we're doing, is committed to what we're doing, no matter your age or stage of life, you, you, can, you can be a stone and you'll learn and grow in the process as much as you will as a blade. I, yeah, I see, um, any, well, anybody who has brought their 2.0 out to whether it's a, a workout on a Saturday or, or a second F family fellowship event, uh, has probably had the experience where something that, that that man has told their 2.0 a hundred times, but it never resonates. The 2.0 has heard it from another man that we happen to call an F3 buddy. And it, you see it click and you think, I've said that to them a hundred <laughs> times, but Long Duck said it. And now they're out there taking responsibility for their homework and their studies or or whatever it is. Um, you never know where those gifts are going to come from. And, and if anybody's listening, uh, wondering, you know, what is it going to take to start this program in my region or how do I find... There's only a handful, a very small handful of necessities when it comes to a blade and a whetstone relationship. One is to be deliberate. The other two is that really the stone has to be the harder of the two. For the blade to be sharpened, this goes back to IJ's visualization earlier, the stone has to be the sharp one, right? So to quote to quote QSource, hard looks and straight talk, as long as they're tempered by love, is what gets results. So if you're looking for the cheat code here uh, to, to 30 men in whetstone, it's not up, up, down, down, left, right, ABA, select start. It is deliberate uh, to quote dread. And then it's, it's that stone just needs to be the harder guy. And that doesn't mean always hard on you. It means tempered through love. This guy has been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and he wants you to skip the checkout line and just get the free t-shirt by putting in the work. Right. So I appreciate that a lot. It's just, it, to, to quote both of you, man, to talk through it makes so much more sense and obviously benefits all of us on this call uh, and ideally the guys who are tuning in listening uh, after their workout on Saturday. IJ, uh, Long Duck, Double D, any final thoughts from you guys as we kind of land the plane here? Yeah, I love what you said um, right there because I think there's something to be learned. I almost would say that's a different conversation about once you get into mentoring someone, I think the greatest gift or or lack of a gift is when we can't get, we got to get to know someone well enough. What you were saying is be able to help point out to them where their shortcomings are, or maybe, you know, and I give a quick example. So I got a guy that's a professional uh, coach in the NFL and, um, and he, he'll walk in the room and almost want to tell everybody what it is. I was like, I finally stopped him. And I was like, let me help you out. I said, cause here's what he's so desperate for. He is so desperate to have everyone love him that he goes over the top. And I said, you need to stop that. You don't, everyone knows who you are. You don't need to do that. I said, and you know what you're doing? It's having the opposite effect for you by doing that. And so that straight talk, once you get to know someone and you're doing it with a position of caring for them and want to help them, 
it is tremendous. It's life-changing. It helps a guy realize, because he knew, as soon as I did it, he knew he did it. I mean, it's crazy. He's like, I know, I can't help it. I was like, I know, you need to stop. You need to not do that. You need to walk in the room and just be a friend amongst friends. You don't need to tell anybody about your business right out of gate. You just don't. And, you know, and I love that because you said that, Tommy Boy. I think that's, there's some real mentorship that if you do it with the kindness and and love that that you are to help a guy, then you can really change somebody's life about seeing things in them that they don't even see in themselves. And, you know, we all want to be loved and we all want to feel good about ourselves and, and we got to be careful how we do it. And uh, yeah. but a mentorship is, is something that can help that a lot. I love that. Yeah. The only thing I'd add uh, here as we wrap up uh, Tommy boy is um uh, just be willing to find somebody. I think it does make a difference to lead, have someone who leads it. You know, we've just brought Long Duck in here in the last few uh, few months to because we didn't really have a cue for a while of this. It was kind of happening sort of sporadically. Um, so having someone to lead that can be a resource and someone who, I mean, you, you get a sense here for Tommy, uh, for, uh, for Long Duck. I mean, he's, he's likable, he's approachable, he's vulnerable. He'll share all his baggage with anybody um, and all the great stuff that's happened in, in making that, traveling that path. Um, and that's been the key for us. I don't think it has to be someone who's like, you know, ironclad, knows Q source, you know, been through, you know, 10 go rucks. Um, you know, this is someone who just knows about life and, and mentoring and caring about other men. And, um, and we're fortunate to have Long Duck in this role. And then I'd say, personally, I think you got to turn off kind of the typical type A, F3 kind of orientation. You know, this isn't about the numbers. This isn't about, you know, getting so many packs to show up. I mean, I think any region gets two guys that form a whetstone relationship. That's two guys' lives that are better. And it's just so, going to, it has to, it works best when it happens organically. And having a resource and being able to talk about it and keeping a, you know, a vulnerable culture in a region, I think is what's going to, you know, provide the soil for, for things to sprout and grow. So. Tommy boy, uh, I want to tell you two stories real quick and close out with a Bible verse, if you're okay with it. One, I want to tell you what what these two men mean to me, and I'll start with Long Duck. Long Duck is a site queue at an AO in Fort Mill, and he's always there. He's always there, but here's the most important part about it. Every time I see Long Duck, I'm greeted with a smile and a pat on the back, and it's not because it's me. It's because I just happen to be there, and guess what he does for the next guy? The same thing. And guess what he does for the men that he's mentoring? The same thing. Long Duck is who Long Duck is. He's a friendly man who's willing to invest in others because he loves and cares. That's the type of man that Long Duck is. Double D, I've known uh, peripherally for over almost 10 years as this guy's been around and he, he's always there and it has always been there. I went for a run with Long Duck and a group of guys. This was probably a year or so ago. And, um, and I asked the guys, hey, what pace are we running right now? Because uh, my watch wasn't working or something. And Double D said, oh, I stopped tracking all that stuff. And I said, what do you mean? I mean, that's, if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. He said, <laughs> it I stopped tracking it because I wasn't enjoying it. I was too busy trying to keep up with the pace of something that I set the last time I ran. He said, it's amazing what happens when you stop paying attention to the technology around you and you just enjoy being in the moment. That's the type of man that Double D is. He's the type of man who says, don't let the world distract you. Instead, focus on what matters. Do you enjoy it? Then do it. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying God's creation? Then get out in God's creation. That's the type of man that Double D is. These are two high-impact men that I admire immensely. And so I'll share this. Um, 
when you're down, raise your hand for help. When you're up, reach down and lift others. Uh, don't walk alone. We're in this together. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, one of my favorite uh, sections of, of Scripture. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will stay warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. That's the value of relationships with other people who love and care for you. When they are up, they lift you up. When they are down, you are to lift them up. That's how it works, and that's how it should work. If you do not have a stone blade relationship, if you don't have a mentor in this world, please, men who are listening, do that. The value of having someone who's uh, removed from the situation, as Long Duck was saying, to give you that clarity, because you, we get blind to the things in our own lives because we get so buried in the details and the minutia. But sometimes you need someone to step back and, and give you a little bit of guidance. I can't tell you enough how much it means to have a mentor-mentee relationship it's one of the things that I need to work on personally. But Tommy Boy, you got two great guys here uh, spreading some great information. Um, and I hope that people take take it to heart and realize the value that's there. No doubt. Long Duck, Double D, you're both on Slack. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Perfect. So Podpaxers, as you're listening, you've got two wonderful resources to reach out to immediately. Uh, if you're wondering, as we wind down this episode, what to do next, uh, click on the link in the show notes because we're going to drop in the direct connect to the QSource on F3Nation.com. There's a reader right there. If you don't like reading, uh, if you don't know how to read, you still don't have excuses because there's audio versions as well. Uh, that are all on the same page. So there's your first uh, homework assignment. Your second one is to lean into the idea of being a whetstone and or uh, being a blade. So two immediate action items come out of this episode. Fellas, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's a constant reminder that the gifts we are given are not ours to keep uh, and that we are we are called to give that away. That's how we all get better. Uh, that's how all the ships rise, right? So for those of you out in the F3 Nation, uh, you've just been given a gift from two high-impact men, Long Duck, Double D. We appreciate you for carving out the time. Thanks for giving it away. Uh, Italian job, if you haven't heard it yet today, I love you. Gentlemen, I love you too. Thanks for pouring into the nation. Uh, everybody else, either be good or be good at it.